Hey, Wolfpack Nation, it's Scott Wood here for Scott Wood's One Man Wolfpack. We've got a special guest, a national champion, and, and Ernie Myers joining us. How you doing? I'm good, man. I, it's great to be here. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so we're, we're going to have a fun time. You know, we're going to bring up a lot of questions. We're going to talk a little bit about this year's team since, uh -huh. you know, a lot, a lot of the guests we've had on haven't necessarily watched as many games. You've watched a lot of games, so it'll be nice to be able to talk about them a little bit. But just getting going and getting started, it's the, the same question I ask everybody when, they, when I first come on is, what are you up to now? Kind of fill everybody in. What's Ernie Myers doing right now? Well, right now, I'm, you know, I'm just like right now we we on the show. But <laughs> what I'm doing right now is, um, you know, I do a little broadcasting for the, you know, um, uh, ACC, uh, you know, network. Uh, uh, women's basketball. Some I, I've done a lot of men's games over the years and women's games. Um, uh, I am a uh, salesperson. Um, mm -hmm. Outside of this, I, uh, I work with the state DMVs. I, I sell advertising um, all around the state of North Carolina in, in the DMV. If you ever been there, we have these screens up, and uh, you know. So I'm out. You know, it's kind of COVID situation right now because you can't, you know, go into these uh, locations. Uh, yeah. but, um, you know, that's what I do for a living. All right. All right. So you grew up in New York city, correct? Correct. <laughs> this, this is a, this is a Mecca of, you know, basketball where some of the greatest players ever have come from kind of talk about just, you know, growing up and I believe it was the Bronx, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Manhattan Harlem. I'm, I'm from, I'm from Harlem. I know Julius likes to say he's the Jews, you know, he's the first, I was the first guy <laughs> from New York, from Harlem to come down here and, uh, you know, playing at C State. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Harlem, Bronx. I went to high school in the Bronx, but I grew up in Harlem. Okay, so kind of just touch on that and just kind of talk about some of the guys that kind of came up with you around that area in that time, and then, you know, some of the guys that were from that area that you may have looked up to that kind of developed your game. Yeah, um, I, I, well, I grew up, like I said, in Harlem. So it was, you know, New York City is like, you know, the Mecca back then was like the Mecca of, uh, of basketball. So, it was a lot of guys to look up to. I was a big Nick fan uh, growing up, so I really looked up to Walt Clyde Frazier, you know, and because mm -hmm. uh, when I grew up, it was college basketball wasn't a big thing in New York, and you know, it's, it's a pro town. You know, you got yeah. the Giants, the Knicks, you know, the Nets, you know, uh, the Rangers, you know, stuff like that. So um, I used to just follow, you know, the NBA growing up, and St. John's was like a you know, I used to watch St. John's and, you know, Louis Conaseca, those teams, uh, they were called the Redmen back then, back then, uh, but now they're Red Storm. Um, but uh, yeah, I used to, I grew up with players like Walter Berry, Kenny Smith, uh, you know, Bruce Dalrymple, who played at Georgia Tech, uh, you know, um, guys who played in, uh, uh, you know, the ACC um, or outside of the ACC, we just had guys, um, in my neighborhood that were just great players. Um, you know, Franklin Edwards, who played uh, for the 76ers, grew up in Harlem. I kind of yeah. looked up to him, uh, played with Dr. J, won a national, won an NBA title in 83, uh, the same year we won the NCAA championship, uh, was a, a guy that I, I kind of looked up to. He was a guard. Um, but yeah, I grew up with, uh, you know, um, and playing against Pearl Washington and, um, uh, he was a great player back then. Uh, I played alongside a, a guy you might, uh, you know, know a lot about Chris Mullins, a great shooter. Uh, we grew yeah. up together playing at um, Riverside Church 
Um, we traveled around everywhere. Ed Pickney, who played for uh, Villanova on the 85 National Championship team, Villanova. So uh, I grew up um, playing with a lot of great uh, high school players, guys who were, you know, uh, went, eventually went to the NBA. Um, uh, it was it was all day, every day, you know, Jerry Ice Reynolds, um, who played at uh, LSU, um, just a lot of great uh, high school ball players. A lot of people around the country might not never heard of, but in, uh, yeah. in that New York circle, they were, um, you know, there were some um, some great ball players, man, back uh, back then. Kenny Hutchison, um, you know, it's just uh, just a lot of great talent uh, back then, a lot of competition. So and yeah. you, you were able to make a name for yourself in New York City basketball. You were you 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 were you you were doing something on the court back then. <laughs> and so it's safe to say you didn't have to walk very far to get a pickup game. Nah, uh, uh-uh. I mean, you can, <laughs> you know, there were great players. I mean, just that never even played college basketball. I mean, you you you, know, yeah. you were playing against guys. It, it was for you know just the street cred or, or what yeah. have you in neighborhoods. I knew a lot of guys that could have played in the NBA that never. They were so into the street life that they just never really focused on, you know, they never went to school or that type of thing, but they were great ball players. I mean, it was just, yeah. you know, one of those things, you know, I don't know if it was like that for you. Um, you're from Indiana, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I know Indiana is, is a great basketball state and, you know, but in New York, it was more like, you know, certain neighborhoods and, you know, you had Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, you know, uh, the Bronx, you know, everybody had their sector of play yeah. where you can go and you, everybody knew of these guys that can play. It was just, you know, every, you know, but you always had to protect your rep. So when you went to yeah. Brooklyn or you went to another neighbor, you, you know, you, you couldn't just not play, you know, you had to be, you had to bring your A game with you at all times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I yeah. know. So I know we had a, we had an AU game and I don't, this probably wasn't a team, uh, when you were coming up, but the New York Gachos was a big Nike rep that was coming through when I was playing, and I had uh, never played him before. And uh, uh, and and our co- our coach comes up to us, and is the first first thing he says, he's like, "Listen, these these guys are from New York City. Like, if you don't come to the plate, they're gonna punch you in the mouth. And then as you're getting up, they're gonna punch you in your mouth again." Oh so, yeah, oh yeah. That, I mean, was- it's brutal. I mean, I played for Riverside Church. So the Gauchos was kind of our nemesis, you know, they were, you know, a team that they, they were trying to be like us, you know, traveling around AAU circles. We had some of the top players in the, in the country playing for us at all times. Yeah. We, we went, we were one of the best AAU programs. Um, back when AAU programs were, you had the top 12 players in the state mm-hmm. playing for your, this AAU team. You, you know, now, you know, anybody can just start up an AAU program. Back in those yeah. days, you know, uh, we would go down to Jacksonville and, you know, we had the best, you had the best teams from all over the country uh, playing in these huge AAU tournaments. I, you know, Mark Price, uh, I, I ran into him, I mean, playing against him in AAU, Michael Jordan, um, you know, all, I played against all of them, you know, in AAU yeah. coming up, you know what I mean? Uh, five-star camps. Um, it was just unbelievable, man. Uh, the, uh, you know, um, the amount of guys that, um, you know, uh, you know, I played against, but yeah, New York ball players are known that they'll stomp on your neck <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they take that ball very, very seriously, you know, wherever they go. For sure. For sure. So kind of building on that, you, you know, you become a McDonald's all American mm-hmm. talk about the, 
recruiting process now that, you know, you become a McDonald's All-American, you know, obviously you mentioned St. John's. Kind of talk about that process and what ultimately stuck out for NC State. Well, um, you know, I was a, you know, I grew up in a tough neighborhood in New York and it was basketball was a way out for me. So, Mm -hmm. um, and um, once I found like I had a little bit of talent, um, you know, people were coming and telling me I can play. I just, you know, every chance that I got, I just played, you know what I mean? Um, People saw talent and they said, come play over here or we'll, you know, we want to put you on this team or, or what have you at Riverside church. So I grew up in Riverside church as a, you know, 12 year old, 11 year old kid. And and the maturation was just constantly playing and developing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I went to Talentine high school uh, that was in the Bronx um, uh, and, uh, you know, started playing there uh, with a guy by the name of Mike Moses, who uh, was kind of a point guard. He played at St. John's, and he, uh, Coach V recruited him at Iona. Mm-hmm. So when I was at in, when I was at Talent Time, my sophomore year, um, uh, Coach V was recruiting Michael, uh, Mike Moses, and um, uh, he followed me in the locker room after a game uh, when I was a sophomore, and he told me in two years he'd be back to get me. So at that particular time, I didn't even know if I could play college basketball. I was just playing basketball. You know, I, I just loved yeah. the game. So, um, so hence two years later, we, we, we won championships. I developed, I, I went on the, you know, the, the, the camp chicken circuit and, and was killing everybody and, um, um, and five-star camps and all-star games yeah. and all that kind of stuff outside. So I kind of developed a rep as a scorer, you know, um, and, and five-star, um, I played with guys like Lenny Bias, you know, Michael, you know, uh, Johnny Dawkins, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Mike Jordan, you know, back then he was a year ahead of me, but we were in camp, we were in the camps together where he, you know, um, where he got nationally known. I was, th- I was there, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, we had battles. So playing against him and, and doing my thing, it was just a uh, maturation. It was always, you know, I used to see that team in, um, they used to call it the dream team for high school. You know, I used to open up magazines and see all these pictures of guys, mm-hmm. you know, and McDonald's all Americans. And I was like my junior year, I was like, man, I, I want, I, I felt like I could be on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, So I, I worked hard and, you know, uh, my high school was ranked number two in the country at that time. We were, you know, I won a championship every year in high school. I mean, every, you know, we tied Kareem Abdul Jabbar's record. He played in our conference. So um, we won three city championships in a row. I won four, um, you mm-hmm. know, I played freshman basketball. But so I was used to winning. I, I didn't care about, you know, uh, as long as I won, I was happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, as long as I won the game, I didn't care how many points, you know, I was instrumental in, you know, because I averaged 30 points a game, but it was, <laughs> you know, I wanted to win. It, I was I was a scorer, but I, I – I didn't want to score 40 and lose. You know what I mean? It exactly. was just like, and the guys I had around me were complimentary ballplayers. Some of them went to colleges or whatever and played, but um, I just enjoyed, you know, just playing the game man, and playing hard. You know, that's what I was known for playing. I, I was a scorer, but I played hard. I mean, I, I was yeah. like the guys you mentioned on the Gauchos, I would, you know, guys used to have to tell me, Ernie, calm down. You know, you already got 40 <laughs> on me. What you doing, man? Just slow down. You know, I just didn't know how to, I didn't have no, you know, I didn't, I didn't have no off switch. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Coming up playing, you know, I just, 
I, I went for broke every time I played because I played like it was going to be my last game every game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's the mentality yeah. that, I, that I had coming up. So, you know, people saw that. And um, when that McDonald's All-American thing came out of the game, when they told me I made the team, um, I was I was I was I was elated. I was like, wow, you know, this mm-hmm. is what you know, I, it was a dream come true. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, every minute of it. So, um, and then Coach V was the first guy that came in because he said he saw me when he was when I was a sophomore. He said, "I told you I'll be back to get you," and <laughs> I just, you know, he was a he was like a homeboy. Coach V was from New York. You know, he's a New Yorker, so yeah. he came at me like, "I'm a, I'm your homeboy." You know, we can win something down at NC State, man. With you, you know, we got these three seniors. You know, Lorenzo. I mean, uh. Thurl Bailey, Sidney Lowe, and, and uh, Wittenberg. And he said, you you know, he said, you come down, you be a nice piece to that puzzle. And he always told me, he was like, yo, I don't care if you're a freshman or whatever. He said, I don't choose who plays. You choose who plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of players think, oh, the coach likes this one better. Than... He said, nah, uh-uh. he said, if you show me you can do something, I'm going to let you do it. He said, I don't care if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, whatever. He said, um, so... He didn't guarantee me any playing time. He just said, mm-hmm. if you work hard, you'll get a chance to play. Yeah. That's, that's basically what I went off. You know what I mean? I was like, I went down there thinking I was good enough to play with anybody. You know what I mean? I played against mm-hmm. the best. You know, I was McDonald's All-American. They respected a lot out of me. I was a big-time scorer. So, let's, you know, and V was the guy. You know, a lot of people don't know that Coach V's dad, Rocco Valvano, coached my high school coach at my high school. <laughs> you know so my high school coach used to see jimmy v running around the high school as a little kid yeah you know um and that, that's a connection you know what i mean so yeah um you know but he told me i earned you earn i think we can win with you i think we could you know do something great you know and i didn't want to go to a school that um that i would have to help build the team up you know yeah. i think I, I i was recruited by everybody so i I had teams. I visited Georgia Tech. I visited Syracuse. I visited Notre Dame. I, um, you know, they wanted me to go there, um, but I didn't want to go and be the man on the team as a freshman and we lose all the time. I was so used yeah. to winning. I wanted mm-hmm. to be, you know, NC State, before I got there, they had been in the tournament. Yeah. So I wanted to be with seasoned guys that were used to winning. And then you had me in there. I, you know, I, I was going to find my way in, into the lineup somehow. That's just the yeah. way I, that was just my mentality. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So well, I can tell you that, that that is not a mentality a lot of today's generation has that they need no, to no, figure no. out. That's the, uh, no. even since I've left, I feel like that it, it, a lot of people just want the easy, uh, let me get as many points as I can and, and put the, you know, everything else on the back burner. And that's, that's one of the reasons, honestly, after seven and a half years of, you know, playing uh-huh. overseas, it, it just turned into these guys are playing to get a check. They're playing to score as many points to get the next check. And I just couldn't change my mentality. I'm here to win. Right. I don't care. I don't care if it's about, you know, getting 30 points or how many. I just want to win the game. And it got right. to the point where I could I was literally playing with, you know, I'd be playing with two or three guys that just they didn't care to win. It was just about yeah, scoring. It was, it was, it was about the money. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, it just it was it about just, the money and you know how much you can get. I, I couldn't play with guys like that. Um you know, I know in the, in the pros, you know, it's like that with some, you know, it's, you know, it's all about the money, but um, it was all about the win for me. Yeah. Uh, well, I, me, 
And they, even if and I wasn't playing, along. Even, if, <laughs> even if I wasn't playing and we were winning, I, I was I, I was happy. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Even if I, I, I didn't play a game or whatever, as long as we won, I can say, yep. okay, that's cool. You know, coach, yep. you know, you didn't need me that game or whatever, or I didn't play well or perform well, but if we won, I was happy. But if I, you know, if I played and we lost, I was, I was, you know, I wasn't the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until the I, next game, until we got that win. We, we'd have been, we'd have been best friends then if we would have <laughs> overlapped because uh, yeah, we, yeah. we got the same mentality on that yeah. one. So kind of talk about, you know, you get, you finally get the NC State that freshman year. Obviously you mentioned, you know, you got Lorenzo, you got Sydney, Coach Lowe to me. Uh, you got Witt there. You got a great team already in place. Kind of talk about just, you know, that season. I know obviously the 30 for 30, everybody knows that. Just just talk about that season and kind of what it meant to you. Well, what it meant to me was it was just a, you know, a validation. It was like I, I never had a season like that. I mean, in high school, I might have lost five, get five or six games. Mm-hmm. So at, at, at a certain point in the season, you know, when Witt went down, you know, we uh, we lost a couple of games or whatever. And, you know, I was starting, um, you know, and I started when Whit was on the team. You know, I was, you know, I, I started at, at the three spot, um, mm-hmm. you know, early on in the season because I was playing so well. You know, Coach V had me out there. I was out there with Thorough, Sydney, Whit, and I was the three man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just because yeah. I was, you know, I was able to take people off the dribble and, you know, and shoot jumpers or whatever. But, um, but, the way that season panned out, I mean, it didn't look like we were going to go anywhere. You know, it was like, okay. And then we kind of gelled together when Witt went out, we started winning games. We started, you know, coming together, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we had a lot of love for each other, you know, as, as yeah. teammates, you know, like Sydney was a guy, you know, you, you, you've heard of his coach loaded you, but you know, Sid to me was like, you know, you can hang out with a senior. A freshman can hang out with a senior. Yeah. You know, I mean, Sid didn't care. He was like, let's go. You know, we, you know, we, we, you know, we were teammates. You know, it wasn't yeah. a higher tier of, you know, some in some programs, okay, you're a junior, your freshman don't hang out with seniors, or you know, it wasn't like yeah. that, you know, but but and but we all kind of developed, man, into this, you know, to this team and uh, you know. And, and, and guys like Sydney and Thurl, they hated losing too. They wanted, it was yeah. their last year. They wanted to win, you know, they, they, you know, and then Whit went down and then I came in and, you know, was providing this scoring punch. V was just like, he gave me the green light. He said, you got the green light, man. You, you know, just do more of what you was doing. And, um, you know, I had some great games and, you know, um, as a freshman, I, I, you know, I averaged double figures on a national championship team. As yeah. a freshman, I averaged 12, 11, 12 points in a game. You know, mm-hmm. on, on that season, and, you know, at one time I was a leading scorer. I was averaging 17, 18 points a game. You yeah. know what I mean? So my first year was kind of like, wow. And then, you know, when Wick came back, it was kind of like, wow, Wick came back. And it was like, you know, guys had gotten better. So he had to adjust yeah. to what we were doing. And we lost a couple of games. And then by the time we started down the road to get to the ACC tournament, as you had seen in the documentary, things started really clicking. We, we, you know, yep. you know, we had beaten North Carolina early in that season without wit. And that was the first time V had beaten North Carolina since he was a coach here. So mm-hmm. they had Sam Perkins, Michael Joel, you know, they had a, a you know, yep. Hall of Famers on that team. So our confidence level was high. We was like, okay, we can play with anybody, you know? So, you know, we went to the tournament, we win the tournament, you know, we go into NCAA and, 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 
you know, the rest is kind of like history, man. It's like, yeah, that is one of the great rides uh, in uh, NCAA history, man. Like, um, you know, our, 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 our journey that year uh, and getting the name, you know, uh, five pack attacker or, you know, they called us <laughs> or, you know, or we were like uh, the team of destiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Thurl just got a new book out called the team of destiny. Uh, Thurl Bailey. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it, 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 it was an awesome experience to win a national championship your first year in college. It was just, I won in high school. I, it was just a constant, like, <laughs> here I am. I'm winning again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're on top of the world, man. It's like, uh, the year before, I was like, I was being recruited by North Carolina as well. And I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to sit behind Michael Jordan. I said, if he could, this is my mentality back then. So people <laughs> listening, you know, this was my mentality. It was like, because I played against him and I was like, I thought I was just as good as he was. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, I said to myself, I'm not going to go to North Carolina. I'm going to go, you know, I'd rather go to NC State and uh, play against him. And maybe I can yeah. win a national championship like he did in his first year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it happened. You know, yeah. I didn't hit the last shot to win the game. Lorenzo grabs a dunk or whatever. But it was it was, it was was bizarre world after, you know, we won that championship. Like being a high school senior and watching, you know, the Final Four. That's what they used to call it yeah. before we won the <laughs> national championship. It was called the Final Four. After we won the national championship, they started calling it March Madness. Because, <laughs> you know, now the, the whole theme of the tournament is who's going to knock off the top team. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Who's going to who's going to be the team of destiny. Yeah. Yeah. The team of destiny, <laughs> man. We became that. And, uh, you know, the rest is history, man. I, that team uh, is I love that team. 83, man. A lot of yeah. people win a national championship and they, you know, we can turn on the TV and see our story or you'll see V running across the court on the NCAA. So it's one of those championships that everybody remembers. Yeah, you know I mean? for sure. So, um, you know, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> for sure. So uh, I started doing a little bit of research, and I started I started looking back to kind of figure some things out. And I I don't know of a player that's played with more talent in your four years. Yeah, man. Than crazy. any person. I said Spud Webb. You got uh -huh. Lorenzo. Obviously, you had Sidney Witt. All the guys that were on your freshman team. You had Nate McMillan, Vinny Del Negro, Chris Washburn, Shackelford, Chucky Brown. I mean, and I'm probably forgetting people. You probably played with, I, I mean, an understatement is probably 12 pro, I mean, legit yeah. NBA guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was crazy, man. We had Coach V recruited hard. And, you know, back then after we won the national championship, everyone, everybody wanted to come to NC State. Yeah. You know, we so, were one of the top programs in the country. I mean, day in and day out. I mean, we were in the yep. conversation, you know, as so one how, of the top programs in the country. So how was it, how would a practice be during your times? Because I mean, these listen, I I've no offense to any of my teams, but I, we had some really talent, especially my last two years. But to uh -huh. to play against this type of talent day in and day out, just talk about how that prepared you for each and every game. I mean, you had to be ready to play. Coach V was a type of coach, man. If you weren't ready. You know, somebody else was going to be playing. Yeah. You know, that's just the way he coached. Like, hey, you know, there was no nights off or whatever. If you if you hung out and you weren't ready to play or you weren't, you know, bringing your A game every game, you, you weren't getting in, man, or you weren't going to stay in. 
So you had to play hard in practice and, and games. There was no time off because Coach V could look down the bench and somebody else is just as good as you were. Yeah. You know, you know the mentality back then was you played to keep guys from getting in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, don't I, know. I mean, you, you, you play. And, and, that's how, and, and that's how it is. I tell everybody now, too. I'm like, I'm like, listen. Like, cause I mean, I was not a big recruit. I was a three-star recruit and I ended up starting every game my freshman year and everybody, you know, kind of asked me, they're like, how did you end up doing that? And I was like, because I came in, you know, with a chip on my shoulder saying, I'm just gonna, I may not be more talented. I may not be the more athletic, but mm-hmm. you just go in there and I'm going to outwork every single person in that gym. Nobody's right. going to work harder than me. And right. I think, I think that's part of the problem. I call it my eighties mentality. Um, but just like even if anybody younger listens to it, just this the theme that we have so far, just that the hard work and the desire to be the best. It's like you said, you come in, you're thinking you're better than Michael Jordan. Listen, that's the mentality you have to have. Every time you cross that court, it, it, it could be Michael Jordan. It could be Kevin Durant. If you don't think you're the best player on the court, you probably shouldn't be playing basketball. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I tell people. It's like, we all get recruited. And if I'm on the same court and if I'm start, I'm just, I'm, I, obviously I'm, I'm talented enough to be out here um, uh, in yeah. the ACC. I was one of the top recruits. I was top five dead or alive coming out of high school, you know, with, yeah. with, with, uh, you know, uh, you know, that year, you know, that my, my you know, 82 years. So I, I just felt like, Hey man, I played against the best. I'm, I'm obviously here. I'm one of the top recruits in the AC in the conference. So, you know, um, but yeah, that's how it was back then. You played, you know, you, you played to keep guys on the bench because you wanted to play 30, 35 minutes a game. So if you, yeah. you know, um, and I, I did that as a freshman, I was playing 35, you know, somebody, you know, and, and every practice, every game, every time I stepped on the court, I had to prove myself uh, in practice or whatever. I mean, you know, when you, you come down here with a big name, you know, they expect a lot of fans, everybody, you know, you got a target on you. So if you're not ready yeah. to play, you know, it's going to end up like a, it's going to end up uh, being a bad situation. And, you know, I know the whole world in New York City was watching me, you know, the mm-hmm. whole time, you know, every time we, you know, play every, you know, it was a TV game or whatever. So I, I wanted to show people back home that I made the right decision, you know, like yeah. this is, you know, like this is. And then what I mean by if people don't understand playing to keep guys on the bench. It's not a it's not it's not a, a bad thing. It's like. I'm not going to give this guy that's playing that that might get in enough time to take any of my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how you had to, that's the mentality you had to have back in the eighties. Like you had to be, your, your mindset had to be like that. You weren't, you love your teammates, but that guy that's, mm-hmm. that might come in and get five minutes. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. That had to be your mentality to be able to play, even though you love your teammates, but, you know, V V went with, you know, who he thought was going to help him win the game. That's just the way it was. You know, yeah. he didn't care who scored what or who did. He just wanted to win. That's what he just – he told us that too. He was like, I don't care who scores 30 or who – I don't, you know, I don't care. All I care about is winning the game. They pay me to win games. And I'm, I'm going to yeah. use whatever combination it takes to win games. So don't take it personally. You know, um, I don't choose who plays. You do. So that's just yeah. not, that mentality just came running, running through my mind. But playing with the, all those players, you know, they were talented guys and, and they had attitudes and they had egos and, you know, and, 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 and it was, you know, practices were tough. 
you know, yeah. practices, guys, you know, guys wanted to play and get time. So, you know, yeah. every every time you stepped on the court, you had to show V that you were ready to play. So out of out of your last three teams, so your your sophomore, junior, and senior year, which which roster would you say had the most talent? Um, my junior year. So that would have been with uh, Nate McMillan, Vinny, and Chris Washburn, correct? Yeah, if Chris Washburn didn't get in trouble, yeah, you know, and had to sit out or whatever, um, you know, my, uh, you know, my uh, his junior season or what have you, mm-hmm. we probably would have won the national championship that year. Yeah, you know, because he was I, that great of a ball player. I mean, if he would have, if he'd have stayed on that team. Because it was funny, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny Del Negro wasn't playing. You know what I mean? He was a he was a yeah, sophomore. Yeah. He developed into a great player. You know, um, yeah. he sat behind me for two years or three years or whatever. He was here, and his last two years he started to develop. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Guys, he hung around and worked hard and became. Spud was a great player, but he was small. And V, you know, he started, he played. He, you know, he was a great ball yeah. player. Um, but did I think he would play ten years in the NBA? At that time, I didn't think so. You know what I mean? He was yeah. a great ball player, but, you know, he was little, but he was athletic. It's crazy. You know, he was – stuff he did in practice. You, you saw the dunk contest. That yeah. was nothing. You know, Spud was unbelievable. Um, athlete. You know what I mean? And, you know, Chris Washburn, had he not gotten – he could have been one of the greatest of all time. You know yeah. what I mean? And Shackelford was a young freshman. He played Chucky. He was a great, you know, young ball player. He developed over the years. You know, but, yeah, man, um, back then guys didn't – transfer so you you had to really work on your game you know to get time you know and 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 find your place everybody's maturation you know wasn't the same but that junior team um my junior year we had lorenzo cozell mcqueen yeah uh we had uh 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 chris washburn mm-hmm. and Nate that that team we started our starting guards was six five nate was six six i started you know but when um, uh, and then we had Benny Bolton. He was a, he was a big, he was a night. He was a great ball player shooter. Um, our, our starting five was two seven footers, Lorenzo Charles, me and uh, Nate McMillan. Yeah. Um, it, we had like a, 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 you know, as far as height and whatever, we had like a pro five going out there. I think, I think that was one of the most talented teams that we had, um, you know, that year. And, and, and that my junior year, we went to the final eight. Without yeah. Chris Washburn, <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? I, needless to, I'd love to. So, if anybody listening to this, I want I want to know if anybody in this Comfort State has played with more talented players than you did. Because no, I, no, my, I, mean, I went to two final eights and won a national championship in my four years here. Yeah, that, know, my sophomore year, we we missed the tournament. We lost the last seven games of the season. My sophomore year was like my worst was like one of the worst years, but, um, but yeah, I won a national championship my first year and went and went, almost went to the final four two more times. Yeah. The talent is unbelievable. So let's, let's kind of go with this. I got a, a unique question and what was the most memorable moment in an NC state Jersey past the national championship? Past the national championship. Um, wow. Um, there was a lot of uh, great games after that. I mean, we, we you know, we beat some great teams. Um, uh, my senior year, um, we beat Kentucky, Louisville. 
mm-hmm. home here. Um, you know, we played, uh, you know, we beat North Carolina. They were ranked number one um, at, at home. Um, we had some great games, man. Um, you know, they, they weren't always the top scoring games that I've had. I mean, if you're talking about me personally, um, um, I've had some, you know, I've had three or four, four 30 point games. I didn't say, you know what I mean? Just, just playing, you know what I mean? Um, um, uh, so yeah, North Carolina beat North Carolina my senior year, um, at Reynolds was, yeah. a, was you know, was a, was a great, you know, was a great way to send off, you know what I mean? Um, it was one yeah. of the last games of the season. So, uh, for me, and then in the tournament, um, um, playing, uh, who do we play in a double overtime win? We played uh, Iowa in a double overtime win, the first game of the tournament my senior year. You know, yeah. It kind of reminded me of 83. We won in two overtimes in, in, in that game um, uh, that I could remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so many, man. It was so many. Yeah. Thinking back, you know, that's, you know, just it's hard to, aside from that, it's hard to, to top that 83 year. Yeah, you know, I had. A <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I had a thirty-five point game against Duke my freshman year, and um, that was like the the best game a freshman ever had in the ACC. That that lasted for almost twenty years until Tyler Hansborough broke it. Yeah, we had forty against Duke, so you know um, that was my best individual game that I had. Um, uh, you know, um, at state. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's go into the current team a little bit. Uh-huh. Obviously, everybody's, you know, a little frustrated with how things are going. Right. Obviously, Devin Daniels going down doesn't hurt. What what's something that you kind of want to see from the team just moving forward to kind of get them steered steered on the right path? I just I think they're playing hard. They're doing what coach yeah. wants them to do. I think they're, the coach is getting the most out of what he has right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but they just don't have enough. You know, they mm-hmm. have freshman point guards and, you know, um, Helms is starting to play a little better, you know, um, another Devin Daniels is out, but I just, they make uh, mistakes down at the end of the game. You know, they, you yeah. know, they make mistakes, uh, fresh, some freshman mistakes, or they make mistakes down at the end of the game that cost them. So yeah. I would like to see them, you know, be a little smarter down at the, the end of the game um, um, and uh, make better decisions down the stretch, you know. Yeah. But it's hard, now, when guys, it's hard when guys haven't been there, you know, and now he's playing Sebron. Yeah. Uh, he started Sebron um, against uh, Virginia. Um, uh, he, he, he played well. I thought he played well. Um, yeah. First starting, you know, role. But I think coach needs to uh, – you know, he's trying to um, uh, he's really trying to uh, develop guys, you know, on the fly. And that's that's tough to do in this conference. I mean, it's, it's really, yeah. you know, this is a tough conference to be uh, to lose your leading scorer. And, uh, you know, then he had a game with D.J. Funderburg. I thought if he had D.J. Funderburg against uh, Syracuse, they might have won that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Syracuse didn't look like they were ready to play. And they 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 were just trying to give the game to us. Yeah. And yeah. we weren't 
we we weren't trying to snatch it from them and just take it and run with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um just not making you know errors down the end of the stretch of the game and, and, and playing smarter at the end when you're in the game and, and just they have to finish. Yeah. And, and now I mean, that the team is different, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh who's gonna be the guy, you know, again. You know, Helms is playing better. Who's, you know, Funderburg is playing better. You know, um, um, I just think it's a uh, coach is, is getting the most out of uh, out of what he's had. I, I was encouraged that they didn't, you know, people say, oh, no, Virginia's going to blow them out. Yeah. You know, the mentality, you know, they don't have this. And Virginia's coming in, but they, they outplayed it, Virginia. They caused turnovers. They you know, they disrupted a lot of things. They, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were out rebounding them and, you know, stuff that, you, you know, that wouldn't happen against a, no, a normal Virginia team, like being turned over, they, they were turning the ball over, you know, yeah. they were playing hard. But yeah. I think when you don't have enough and you play that way, you get tired down at the end of the game because coach is pressing, you know, guys, we humans, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you get tired, you know, you're pressing the whole game and, you know, and you and the you know guys, you know, you lose that focus. That then they got, I think guys are getting tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the game, and it, and it's costing them right now. Yeah, and I think, I mean, in the last, especially the last two, without you know Devin and we, it's like you said, we've had opportunities to win the game. It's just you know, two minutes here, three minutes yeah, there, where yeah, it's exactly. just some some silly stuff that just a couple turnovers and some stuff that if I feel like if they do, just you know. Slow down a little bit. Just make the right play. Get a good possession. Uh-huh. Maybe you know we can end up you know steering that in, in a better direction. So I got just a couple goofy questions to end it. So okay, they're cool. just Be cool. <laughs> these are just fun, not serious. So just just have fun with them. So uh-huh. the first question is, and I again I ask I ask everybody this question: Your favorite place to eat, whether it's on campus or just right right in that Hillsboro Western area. Your favorite place to eat on campus while you were in school? While I was in school? Yeah. Oh man, it was a it was a pizza place, man, that uh is no longer there. Um uh it was comparable to Amedios. Um uh but it was on a it was on Western Boulevard by the bowling alley. I'm forgetting the name right off the top of my head, man. It, uh, <laughs> I used to just go there and eat. And, you know, we used to get comped a lot. You know what I mean? It was a nice Italian place, man. And, uh, we, you know, we used to go and eat there a lot, man. It, it was it was good food. Um, I just can't remember the name right yeah. off the top of my head right now. Um, but it was, a, it was a NC State, you know, student. You know, everybody went there to eat. It was great Italian mm-hmm. food. No, that's well, I can tell you that's the first that that's the new one. So I'm I'm happy to hear a new one. I've had Medios a couple of times, Clues Coney, uh-huh. you know. I've had I've had a, some of the newer guys are saying Chick-fil-A on campus. So right, right. I mean, we we didn't have um <laughs> you know, we had case and we didn't have too many other, you know, everything is kind of modernized now and you can eat Chick-fil-A but when we we, we would it was just case and then we we would go out and you know, go to Wendy's or McDonald's or, or, or places like that. But when we, you know, uh, wanted pizza or whatever, we go to this spot. It was a spot that used to look out for us. You know, you could say that. Yeah. Pizza, you know, and uh, they had great pizza and great, you know, and sometimes we didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. That that makes it even better, especially yeah, as a college yeah. kid. Yeah. 
All right. So my second question is, so, so when the kids get in trouble, your kids get in trouble, shout out to Annabelle, who was my, you know, director uh-huh. of communications while I was in school. And I didn't like to be in her office. I want to know who does the discipline and who are your children more scared of? Well, uh, they're more scared of her. You know what I mean? I, 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 not scared, but you know, she's more of a, you know, when I get involved, it's really a, a you know, an emotional situation or whatever. I'm giving them a little, but she she makes them do what they need to do. They don't they don't want to deal with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, I, I can tell you if, if, but if I, nobody but I'm knows. Gonna back, I'm going to back her up, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. You know what I mean? I understand. So if, if, if anybody listening that doesn't know Annabelle, she was she worked communications when I was in school. And I know there's a few times where an interview may not have always went it as it should uh-huh. have, or I might, I might've said something that I probably shouldn't have said. Right. I, I was, I ended up in her office and got, <laughs> got a little talk. So yeah, now she's I, with the football I team. End up in, I kind of end up in her office a little bit too, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to know I'm not the only one. Then, so <laughs> that's, that's perfect. So um, I had one more question. I gotta, I gotta find my question now. I had it written down. Okay. Oh yeah. Here we go. So the last question is, what do you miss most about being a student at NC State? Uh, I just miss, uh, you know, being a student athlete or just being a, you know, a, a regular student on campus. Uh, well, I, I mean, it could be, it could be both, you know, a lot of people miss, you know, just the interaction after winning a game with the fans. Maybe, you know, maybe it was just the camaraderie yeah. of being a part of the team. So that's what I, that's what I miss the most being you know, one of those guys, you know, I, we didn't have a, I didn't, I didn't pledge a fraternity or anything. So it was, you know, our fraternity was basketball, you know, we, yeah, you know, we come in with, you know, and everybody knows us or whatever, but um, yeah, I miss the camaraderie and, and um, that feeling after a win, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I miss that feeling after you, you know, you went through all the, you know, uh, the coaching sessions and you watch the films and you, you did all that and you knew, you know, the coach had a game plan and we executed it perfectly and won the game. Yeah. That was the best feeling, you know, in the world. You know what I mean? For me, just yeah. the win, you know, and, and after that, you know, we've had some, you know, when fans storm the court type wins back yeah. then, it was just, uh, you know, it was an unbelievable feeling, but I, the camaraderie of being on a, a team and having your teammates there and, uh, you know, that type of thing that, that, that's what I miss the most. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for coming on. It, I appreciate it. Had it a great man. time. Yeah, well, man, well, it was well, great, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for reaching out, man. I really appreciate it. No, it was, it was a good time. I'm, I'm working. I'm going I'm to get with D wit. Cause I told him, I said, we need to have some type of a alumni get together whenever, you know, this yeah, settles yeah. down and we're able to get together so we can see all the guys. It's been a while since I've been a part of that as well. So we're, we need to get that worked out. So everybody listening, thank thank you for listening to Scott Man, Scott Woods, One Man Wolf Pack. Please like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. Go Pack. Good job, man.